Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Yay, welcome. We are so excited to be with you tonight. If you're new new to Flyover Conservatives, our slogan is wake up, speak up, and show up. We all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. And what we've learned over these last couple of years, what we really need is 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. Yep. And the one thing we found out is a lot of the people that were in charge may not be working that hard to represent you. True. Even if they're in your political party. And what's happened is over these last two, three years, there's such a groundswell of grassroots. You're seeing it in Michigan. You're seeing it in Ohio. You're seeing it all over the place that I think they thought everyone was just kind of going to go to sleep Yep. and like, let this go by, but it hasn't. If you're not aware of all the wins that are happening, they are. It's like whack-a-mole where there's just so many moles popping up that they can't keep whacking them and smacking them back down. So there is a big win, but that 80 million that's doing one thing, that's you. That's if, right. you're, if you're watching this right now, you're one of them. It's, it's us. You know, there wasn't somebody from up here coming to, you know, get involved in, hey, you know, I think Donald Trump's a great example. He's one of the few people been in leadership and then leave with a lower net worth than he went in it with. I think that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's up to us to kind of kind of do it. And we just kind of found out we're a part of a pretty interesting group of people yes. that are all doing something uh, from the ranks of like, Patrick, Bet David to Owen Schroyer mm-hmm. to uh, Laura Logan to, you know, all these people that are like, you know what? I My whole life I was dedicated to this. And it's like, I'm all in on saving our country. So this weekend, there's an American Liberty Awards ceremony, and you can actually vote for who you would like to see win. If you go to AmericanLibertyAwards.com, click on vote. One thing you'll want to make sure you do is sign in. So when you get to that vote and you see the screen here, there's a place that you can sign in. And when you do that, um, it'll then be able to allow you to vote. You want to put in your name, of course, put in your email. And then as you scroll down, there's all of these different things that you can choose, it, all these it's, different categories. It's kind categories. of interesting. One thing I, I did on a couple, like when we got to, like he says right there, most truth bomb book. I'm like, I, when, I, when the screen popped down, I did a screenshot of it on my phone. So I'm like, I don't have all these books. Some of them I've read, Robert F. Kennedy and some others that, that I'm familiar with, but others I hadn't. So you might find shows, books, movies, things that you're not even familiar with that are up for awards that you may not have heard of before. That's exactly right. And the Flyover Conservatives, we are up for an award. This is the main thing right here. Best Analysis <laughs> Broadcast. Best Analysis Broadcast. And we ask for your vote. If you go there, you can click on Flyover Conservatives and vote for us. We would love it. We're going to be at the award ceremony this weekend, and we are really looking forward to it. Again, you can go to AmericanLibertyAwards.com and make sure you click Vote. Make sure you are signed in, and then as you scroll through, you can choose the different categories and the different people that you would like to vote for for the awards. If you've enjoyed this show over the last year or two years and you gained value from it, then hey, go there and cast a vote. But it's probably also a good place for you to find other uh, content creators and people Mm -hmm. that maybe you're not uh, familiar with. So it's kind of a cool resource, and maybe we will bring back our very first, they call it a Libby. Your, your Liberty Award, the Liberty yeah, Award. So that would be really cool. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But but nonetheless, the millions of us that are like, hey, we don't want freedom to die on our watch. Nope. Uh, America is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Free speech was a good idea. Liber- the idea that our freedoms came to us from God, not from Gavin Newsom, uh, is a good idea. And yes. uh, uh, it's worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, 
we're winning that, whether you recognize it or not, there are more fires popping up than they can possibly put out. And it was kind of encapsulated with a pretty cool clip that was uh, put out by uh, President Donald Trump. Yep. Put out by General Flynn, General Flynn, as well as uh, several others. You yes. saw it with uh, Steve Schultz and Johnny Inler. I did. I was so encouraged when I saw this. It's actually from Great Britain News, which is kind of interesting. And it was with Dr. Jan Halper Hayes. I don't know if you all have seen it, but this was an incredibly encouraging She's clip. crazy smart. She's a PhD, I think, from Stanford University. If you follow her LinkedIn all the way, I went and researched her all the way back to like 1998 to 2001. She was part of a company that helped put the first ever uh, radio shows being being streamed on something called the internet. Uh, you know, so she's- Very smart. She's really bright and has been in the game, you know, for a long time, understands media, understands politics. She was a part of President Trump's transition team. And so, uh, and she's a part of some pretty high level government agencies mm -hmm. right now. I don't know the exact situation why she was on this British show, but I can tell you one thing, whether it's Fox News or CNN, none of them would have her probably on, on their show here. And uh, we're working hard to get her on the Flavor Conservative podcast as well. But I think if you watch this next clip, we're going to play a couple of times. You're going to get more takeaways from it yes. each time. Make sure you have some notes and you're ready yeah. to take it. Check this out. Well, let's talk to Jan Halper Hayes, who's a U.S. political analyst. And he's here in the studio. Good to see you, as always. Good to see you. Um, there's so many people putting this down as a political conspiracy theory. But actually, there are real questions to be answered here. There are? Yeah, of course there are. Of course there are. What he's being accused of, but what part do you think is to answer that the 2020 election is going to be re-litigated because of this? They've made a huge, huge mistake with this one, because even though we thought what was going to happen was they were going to go after him for treason or sedition, but they did criminally charge him, but they didn't go to that extreme as a result, he has due process so he can subpoena people and bring things in. Now, let me say something about this 2020 election is that Biden is the legitimate president, but he's the legitimate president of what is now the bankrupt U.S. corporation. And that was a treaty in 1871. Well, on September 12, 2018, Trump created an executive order. Within that, he outlined in future elections any kind of foreign or domestic interference, specifically for the 2020 election. So we say, how did he know some of these things were going to happen? Election integrity on both sides of the aisle is tough. It's really tough. But what this has done is it's opened the door for Trump to present his case. Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? Because I mean, because the, the, I mean, what we see on this side of the pond is a very difficult situation where the legal system is politicised in the United States, which is abhorrent to us over right. here. So the fact that Trump can subpoena some people saying it's a mistake by Jack Smith, but actually he can subpoena. We you, the people can actually see evidence from both right. sides. That's a yes. sensible move. Exactly, and and it's a great mistake by Jack Smith that he's done that. Absolutely great. See, the thing is, think about um, uh, Edward Snowden and all the information he had. Think about the fact that our military, our Department of Defense Space Force, <clears throat> if you think that they don't have the actual real results from the election, then 
you're fooling yourself. Yeah, but what we what we do know with this is there are we're told <clears throat> uh, uh, that there are plenty of notes from people, including Vice President um, Pence, that there are some recordings of of Donald Trump acknowledging that actually what he said in public was nonsense. That some of these states, whether he claimed he was in, out saying it's, I mean, look, Detroit, it's corrupt, it's all corrupt, the results are corrupt. And that when in reality he knew it wasn't, that's illegal. But you know what? That's what someone's claiming, but that's not the fact, and that's not what Donald Trump really has ever said. He's been very, very clear. I mean, the issues were, for example, in Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court of the state of Pennsylvania stepped in and changed some of the election laws. Under our Constitution, it's only the state legislators that can do that. 2,000 Mules, the film that came out, what they did, they spent over $4 million tracking the phones. And the reason it's only 2,000 Mules is that based on the visits to the drop boxes in Georgia, they had to have gone over 10 times. And they've got all the film for that. So the thing is that... Um, the election integrity is so different and so problematic in every single state, every single state. But that doesn't mean that the machines didn't do something, that there were some other kind of finagling, but the long and well, short... Go ahead. Well, it, it doesn't... But that's, that's where conspiracy comes in, is it? To say, well, it doesn't mean that something didn't happen... Well, there's no evidence that it happened. I mean, well, there's how many how many court cases did the Trump campaign try to bring? There's nothing's gone in his favour. Okay, wait a minute. Everyone, the media goes, oh, there were 60, 60 court cases that were rejected. No, there were three. He won two, he lost one. Fifty-seven were never heard because they had no standing, and standing means that the person bringing the case has to claim some kind of impact or injury. So it's really, you know, the media did that, and they're great at doing that, but it, it was a fallacy in there. And the thing is that, um, you know, you know I sit on a task force at the Department of Defense, and the thing is they've got the goods. They've got the goods. And Trump knew that if he presented any of the goods early on, we'd have a civil war that he really felt that the people needed to see how bad it could get. And that's the sense that we're getting from Trump's lawyer about what his defence is going to be. So he, this is all going to be based on free speech, the First Amendment in the US Constitution, that he had a right to say what he believed, and mm -hmm. he believed uh, that the election results were not uh, as was put out. But the point is, if you live in a democracy and you believe in a democracy, then that means that even if you don't like the outcome of an election, you respect that because it's a democratic vote. Well, a, a democratic vote. And so therefore he should be silent about it. So he, has a, he has a right to speak. But the issue, of course, is if he then acts to subvert that election. Result. Oh, so that because you think he's being criticized because in Georgia, he said, can you find me 12,000 votes? 
or, um, you know, the thing is, he didn't try to subvert anything. What he's really done is he set up the deep state to come out, and that's why we're seeing all these things. I mean, it just it was revealed with whistleblowers and um, Hunter Biden's ex-best friend that in 2015, um, the head of Burisma gave Joe and Hunter Biden 10 million bribe. In 2018, Hunter is, I mean, uh, Joe is on TV publicly saying that he threatened that unless they got the prosecutor fired, that um, he wasn't going to let them have their one billion in support. In 2019, Trump calls Zelensky to find out about what went on to get the prosecutor fired and he gets impeached. Mm. I mean, that's. We've lived with it for a long time. I probably, I probably, that's, I said, we're almost out of time. I, you, I, just want, I just want to pick you up on one thing. You said earlier on, you know, um, Donald Trump has been very clear on this. Is he a man that you believe? I mean, look, he's about as believable as a chocolate teapot, isn't he? Look, I know that. Oh, thank God you got the negativity in at the end and not the beginning. <laughs> I can always count on you for that. Always. Um, but it's a legitimate point to say that Donald Trump is a man who always speaks the truth. That can't be the case. I mean, it's hardly the case of any leader, to be fair, but, I mean, definitely not Donald Trump. Well, I don't know if I said everything or always, because I do call him the embellisher-in-chief, because he's mm. a marketer. Um, but in terms of telling us things, optics, you better believe that he's very much a straight shooter in terms of actions that he's going to take or what he thinks needs to be done. You know, they made fun of him because they assumed he broke protocol and walked in front of the queen. No, if you go back and look at it, you will see he looked at her. She gave a wave with her hand. He proceeded she took a couple of steps, he stopped, and he waited for her to join. That was an optic to tell us that he then was going to bankrupt the U.S. corporation because it was the Vatican, the Crown, and the U.S. that was part since 1871. And we were giving you our tax dollars. We were paying back. You know, we, forget this Tea Party and without taxation, without representation. We owed you a lot of money because you helped us in the Civil War. And so that is what Trump has now, he told the queen, I'm ending this. We're dissolving this corporation. We're going to go back to being a republic and we'll all be separate. The Pope wasn't happy. You should find the picture of him visiting the Pope. It took 650 planes to remove our gold from the Vatican Bank. I'm not very happy about it, Jan, to be perfectly honest. We could do with your money at the minute. <laughs> keep, it, keep it flowing, I say. Um, Jan Halberhey, really good to see you. Thank you, you too. very much indeed. You too. Democracy. Misinformation poses a threat to our nation's health. Climate change is an emergency. Democratic socialism. Codify everyone's right to choose. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15.
your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Well, kiss those days goodbye with slippers from MyPillow.com. How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment? Causing you pain in your neck every single night. You can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a MyPillow pillow. Those hard wood floors hurting your old bones. No more with a MyPillow dog bed. Are your towels worn thin, flimsy, more patchy than Joe Biden's memory? There's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off. NBC5 investigates. Imagine discovering that your teenager has been receiving thousands of text messages from a teacher, many sexually explicit, dozens in the middle of the night. You might believe your child would tell you if this happened, but as NBC5's Phil Rogers discovered, that's not always the case. The story unfolded here in Morris, southwest of Chicago, as middle America as it comes. He wanted to make a sex video, um, put it straight out there. Andrew Kozik says he had begun texting Stefan Belegno, a teacher here at Morris High School, because he was having trouble on the baseball team. But before long, he says Belegno was offering him money for oral sex. It started off at 500 and then 1000 and then $1,500. But Andrew never told anyone, and no one knew until his mother heard him talking to Belegno on the phone. He has no business calling you at 11 o'clock at night. That's completely inappropriate. When she learned the two had been communicating by text message, Andrew's mother went to her computer and logged into the family's account. She found thousands of messages. I was just sick because I knew in my heart, I'm like, this isn't just regular text messaging. The family went to police who searched Andrew's phone and found nearly 6,000 messages between the two but only about a tenth of those could be recovered. And indeed, they are troubling. We can't read some of the more graphic messages, but among the more benign, the teacher writes, when does the kissing begin? Icky, the student says. How about if we just go at it and not video it, the teacher declares. And on another occasion, when you're 18, we can give each other everything. Sometimes males to bond with males are crude. Raymond Wigel is Belegno's lawyer. He insists the teacher was only trying to help Andrew through a bullying incident on the baseball team. You say that these text messages do not indicate criminal activity. They certainly indicate stupidity for a teacher to be sending these messages. Absolutely. Wigel says he and his client concede bad judgment, but they point to the thousands of other texts no one read, as well as huge gaps in the transcripts. There's a stupid intent but there was not an evil intent to have sex with this young man. I don't care what context you put it in. When you offer somebody money for sex, that's solicitation. So why didn't Andrew tell someone? Records show at one point he even told a DCFS investigator the teacher's messages had not crossed the line. Why'd you tell him? I, I didn't want to lose his job, I didn't want to get in trouble. Belegno was found guilty of indecent solicitation of a minor and unlawful grooming. He is to be sentenced next month. I want him to have to register as a sex offender. The jail time would just be icing on the cake. Michelle Peterson says she and her son wanted to talk to us to stress the importance of reporting incidents like this. 18 of these texts were after midnight, 15 after 3 a.m. 
The Grundy County State's attorney says he believes it's a cautionary tale about giving children digital technology this Christmas without firm guidelines on how it will be used. You know, the Fiber Conservative podcast, we use the expression, you know, wake up, speak up and show up. And we also talk a lot about, uh, you know, it's up to us, you know, a lot of times to make the changes that uh, we need to see in in the world. And uh, we look to inspiration sometimes from from celebrities or famous people and, you know, the politicians and the Mike Lindells and people that are doing things that are very public. But a lot of times the most impactful changes that happen that make the biggest difference are by one of us. Yep. And uh, we have uh, one of those people today that's be- quickly become a hero to Stacey and I and just an incredible mom. Um, just inspired to have Michelle Peterson here with us today. Yay! Thank you for having me. Michelle, thank you so much for speaking up. You know, uh, we actually saw you speak in Branson at the event there. And after you got done speaking, we were like, Flyover Family needs to hear this because there's some powerful things in this story of how God can take something that's so dark and use it for good. And he really has in this situation for sure. And you're doing some pretty amazing things right now to help other parents and other kids yeah. in this situation as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, sure. We went through this trial and tribulation for three years um, trying to get this guy convicted. And it was one roadblock after another, but that roadblock really came from our state's attorney's office. So a lot of people think the schools are going to be the roadblock and that, that wasn't the case. And my son fully said that he would never have told me about any of this had he had I not overheard a conversation that he had. Um, and when he was having that conversation, it automatically hit me that this was not right and that this was a teacher he was talking to. Um, went to the computer and saw all of these text messages between the two phone numbers, no verbiage, um, just the messages between mm-hmm. the two. But this was in October of 2010 that I overheard that conversation. And the texting started in May of 2010. And the, the thing is, is I knew this teacher. Um, I'm a physical therapist, so I was actually treating a family member of his in his home wow. for home health physical therapy when he started texting my son. And I was also coaching high school softball at the same high school where he was coaching my son baseball. So um, when they groom these kids, they're grooming the entire community. So he groomed the school. He groomed all the people around him to trust him. Um, and just to get him to, to get everybody to believe that he was this good guy, you know? And I think that's probably too, is people that are saying, need to understand what grooming is as well, because that's kind yeah. of like a, a, a thing, right? So what is grooming? So grooming can be good or bad. So, um, when you're teaching your kids how to act properly, that's grooming, right? You're trying to teach them how to do the right things and you're grooming them to be good people, or you might groom somebody to become, you know, the next CEO of a company, but what he was charged with was unlawful grooming of a minor <clears throat> and unlawful grooming is where somebody wants to gain the trust of another to make them do unthinkable or, un- or nefarious things. Mm-hmm. So that's what that was all about. And that was actually the charge was unlawful grooming and then solicitation of a minor. Um, and when I say that God's hand was all over this, as we spoke earlier, when I told you um, the the grooming charge wasn't even a thing until, um, October, or sorry, until July of 2013. We went to trial in October of 2013. And this had gone on for so long that when we got a new state's attorney in January of 2013, um, he thought that we'd have to take a plea deal. So this guy was ready to take a plea deal in June of 2013. He then decides he wants to take it to trial. 
and the judge was not happy with him. He lit him up and lit his attorney up and told him how awful it was that he was putting our family through all of this. And not only does he want to take it to trial, he wants to take it to trial as a bench trial. So not even a jury trial. So the judge that he has just upset is going to be the one who is wow, right? Not very smart. (laughs) No, not smart at all. And then the following month is when there's um, a charge of grooming that becomes um, a thing in Illinois. And um, the other thing too, is the the state's attorney gave us an assistant state's attorney on our case. Um, He's like, this guy is great. He's, he's going to do right by you. He comes in. This man is the most disheveled man I've ever seen in my entire life. His tie is undone. His shirt's untucked. He's like, he rides a motorcycle to work every day. And then he starts talking and I'm like, okay, don't judge a book right by its cover. Uh So he then says that there's this new law of grooming and everything that has happened up to date is, you know, fits the whole bill for this grooming charge. So he says that that's what he's going to go after, but there's no precedent set. So it's going to be difficult. So we end up getting the first and to date, the only standalone grooming conviction in the United States. Wow. So, yeah. So that is a problem though, right? Because I mean, it's been nine years. Why is there no other, no other standalone grooming conviction? Great question. Right. And so then fast forward nine years to this last January, I'm in Nashville at one of the reawakens and I meet a sex trafficking investigator from Texas and her name is Amy Coelho. And she is also paralegal and works with um, an attorney, I think Paul Davis. And she was a lead investigator on several cases. So she's telling me about some of these cases, not knowing any of my history and she's telling me about this Lalusta Mundo case in California that last November she was the lead investigator. They busted like 123 different sex trafficking cells and it was a cartel. And then um, she was also an investigator on a case where one of their clients was with Larry Nasser with the gymnast out of Michigan mm-hmm. State and several other mm-hmm. cases she was telling me about. So I'm like, well, I'm going to tell her about my measly little case here in Illinois. So I start to tell her and she grabs my arm and stops me mid sentence. She's like, hold on. Are you from Illinois? And I said, yes. <laughs> she said, well, I know. I'm like, she goes, when was that? She goes, 2013, 2014. She gets tears in her eyes and she's like, I can't believe I'm meeting you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she said, we, we use your case for every trafficking case that we bust. Whoa. Yeah. So I was a hot mess. Of course, I started crying because you don't think about the worst time of your life that it's going to. Yeah used for something good. And she said, your case is the only case that that sets precedent in the United States. And she's like, we're not the only people using this. They're using this all over the United States. And, um, she, and then I told her really how awful it was and all the stuff that we had to go through and how terrible it was at the time and all the roadblocks. And, you know, I had to keep fighting with the state's attorney's office to get the next thing. And then the next thing, and this all hinged on text messages and technology. And they, um, asked for a subpoena for the, the teacher's cell phone and the state's attorney denied the subpoena. Like, wow. What? Like whose side are you yeah. on? Yeah. No kidding. Right. Right. And you know, and you hate to think this, but you know, all the stuff that we've researched these last few years about what's going on at the highest levels with some of this trafficking, you hate to think that anybody would be involved on the inside, but now that's what, that's what makes you think that, you know? So, mm-hmm. but I don't know. We don't know any of that for sure. Um, but I tell you what, the school was behind us 100%. The principal at the school had been a counselor before. He was fantastic. And he had done an interview with the teacher and the union rep and had the superintendent involved. 
and um, asked him flat out if he had ever offered my son money for oral sex, if he wanted to make a sex video. Did he refer to his penis as my little guy? When am I going to get to see the little guy? And in his documentation, he put his head down, shook his head in affirmation and said yes, that he had. So right then and there, I'm like, I knew we had him, right? Mm -hmm. So then I go to the state's attorney's office because the school wouldn't release anything to the state's attorney's office after they subpoenaed the um, personnel file of the teacher until I signed off on it because of the HIPAA law. They said, because my son was a minor and his name was all over this documentation that I needed to sign off on it first. So I went back to the state's attorney's office. I said, hey, you need to get that personnel file. I'm like, there's stuff in there you're going to want to see. And I said, I just signed off on it. And he said, well, why'd they, let you, why'd they have you sign off on it? So I told him. And he said, well, they didn't have to do that. I said, well, I think because of all the trouble I've had down here, getting this case to go forward, they wanted me to see what was in there before it got to you. So he was not happy. But wow. I mean, it's just like it was one fight after another. And, you know, I had they had trouble getting the messages off my son's phone because I checked my son's phone all the time. He was 15. I looked at his text messages, apps, websites, that sort of thing. But my son would delete the messages as soon as they came in. So they had my son's phone between four and five months and kept telling me they couldn't get the messages off the phone. So then I went to a secret service agent uh, through a friend of mine and he gave me two cards. He goes, you keep one of my business cards, you give the other one to them and tell them if they don't have the messages off the phone in, you know, seven days, I think he said, tell them you're going to turn over to the feds and I'll have those messages off there in three days. So, or in 15 minutes. And so they had the messages out there in three days, right? So three days later, we have all the messages after four or five months. Wow. But- Yeah. And that was the thing that Amy told me too, is like for parents that they have to understand that they need to keep fighting and push. And so don't take no for an answer. Yeah. So if you get told no, go to the next level and then go to the next level, but keep fighting for your kids. Um, So anyway, she tells me this. And so she said, you have to understand we get a file and all we have is the initials of your son. We don't have any background of anything that had gone on with your story. She goes, we watched your case in real time, but we weren't really getting any of the background information. So she said to meet me and to actually hear the story is just amazing. And then she said, I'm going to tell you right now, she goes, your, um, your son's willingness to come forward and your tenacity. She's like, you guys have saved thousands of lives. That's wow. amazing. Yep. Yeah. Michelle, I'm going to point out your if, below, you know, your contact, there's your emails on there. It's mm-hmm. Patriots Unite, then the number 76 at protonmail.com. So people, if you're just listening, only audio, there will be, uh, we'll put this in the notes below, but Patriots Unite 76 at protonmail.com if you want to reach out or send her uh, an email directly. The, the 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 most important structure in our society mm-hmm. isn't even government or anything else. It is the family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, speak real quick, like just to, to, to parents out there, that that may have questions or a concern or these things like your role as a mother in this. And then as that played out, you know, and I mentioned the letter, you know, that you, you know, yes. shared in, in, in Branson, but the role of the family mm-hmm. is so important. You can see there's a, a, an attack to break up the family, which creates vulnerability mm-hmm. and isolation, but your right. willingness as a mother just to keep leaning in. And there was no way to be prepared for this. But you really, you really grabbed the hand of the Lord and kept pushing forward and just stayed yes. present in the story. Yes. And I would say after I went to the first reawaken event, which was the Health and Freedom Conference in April of 21, is when I really started going back to church and getting right with God. It was after Pastor Locke said, get right with God. And then everyone else in the room disappeared and he was just talking to me. Wow. Um, but yeah, so it's it's definitely... You know, the first place I went after I spoke with the principal the very first day was to the church. And I hadn't really been to church in a long time. I was a Christian, but really couldn't find a church to go to. Spoke with a pastor and he's like, you need to 
to come after this guy. You need to go after it. And that's the thing too, is just, you know, really hone in on, on God and and lean on God for everything because that's, what's going to get you through, but fighting for your kids and staying, staying straight with your kids Mm -hmm. and trying to keep that open communication is important. Looking for signs of, you know, that there's distress. My son was not wanting to go to school. He never had a problem going to school before. Mm -hmm. Um, He was having anxiety and heart palpitations. I'm like, what is going on? You know, I ended up taking him to a cardiologist because he had a resting heart rate of 120, you know, so all of these things and trying to figure out what was going on with him. Um, And then hearing conversations and just going with your gut too, as a parent, when you have that gut feeling, especially moms, you know that there's something not right. So, so just use that gut feeling. Um, even the DCFS investigator, she told me, she was like, well, we can't investigate anything on a gut feeling. I said, no, but it's your job to actually investigate what's going on at this point. Yeah. You know, she made me feel bad for calling her and because it's not the worst thing she's ever seen. Right. But it's the worst thing we were going through. Yes. And one of the, yep. And the one thing that the investigator also to the sex trafficking investigator, Amy told me is that if parents fight for their children, 79% of them will become productive members of society. So fight for your kids and believe them. You know, we hear about like what happened with all the priests and everything back in the day and nobody believed these kids. Right. And then a lot of those kids ended up not being, you know, good members of society and they kind of just fell by the wayside. And, you know, so I, it's really important to make sure you're, you're standing with your kids and staying firm with them, you know, and standing in the Lord and, and just making sure that you're fighting for them the whole time. That's so. huge. And you did. So in fact, you read, I'm having you read a portion of the letter that Andrew wrote you, because I think it's important for people to hear. That was a tough time for Andrew. That was a tough time for Michelle. Andrew didn't want to come forward. He's like, I don't no. want to do this. He was a young boy. I don't want to do this. No. It's embarrassing. You know, he. I'm sure there was all kinds of emotion that played into it. But when you read this a portion of this letter, I think it's really important for you to understand what the other end can look like. Right. So this letter was written last last spring, and he reached out to the parents of um, the kids that were actually abused by somebody from the Netflix show Cheer. And so mm-hmm. he found their attorney online and wrote this letter to them. And um, this was the first glimpse that I had of how he felt about me and what we were going through at the time, because we never really talked about it. He just wanted it to go away. Mm-hmm. So he said, my reason for writing this is that I wanted to offer encouragement and, a, and knowledge of what the what lies ahead. I do not want to sugarcoat it. It will be tough. It will be the toughest thing you ever do in your lives. And I say that as someone who ended up becoming a United States Marine. Boot camp was not nearly as tough as the decision to come forward and face the fear you already have and as you will continue to do. That being said, I do not want to discourage you from continuing this battle because it will be the most gratifying thing you will ever do in your lives as well. You will not see that now, but you will realize this as you get older. Lean on your mom for strength and encouragement and just know that she always has your best interest at heart, no matter what you may think. While the abuse happens to you, happened to you, the abuse happens to everyone that surrounds you as well. No matter how far your friends and family are, they will always support you in this decision because it's the most selfless thing you could possibly do for people you have never met. Woo! That's, That's powerful. so, I know, it's really powerful. So if you're, yeah. uh, if you are a family out there that's like, man, we're going through this, we need help. Michelle is offering her help. She said you can email her at patriotsunite76 at proton.mail. Uh, .com and uh, protonmail.com. And uh, she would be willing to kind of walk through this process. And also, uh, before I let you go, Michelle, you've talked about um, trying to get this bill um, into place that would 50 states uh, where there w- couldn't be a plea deal for people that have groomed. Right. Can you touch on that real fast as we leave today? 
Yes. So we're trying to pass a bill in all 50 states where somebody who is charged with grooming cannot take a plea deal. And we're also getting it. We want to try to get changed from a class four or a class D felony to a class two or a class B felony. So that way there's a little bit more bite in this. Our offender only got 30 days in jail, not even prison. So 30 days in jail. So there has to be some more, some more consequences to this. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully if you lock them up at grooming, then you can save them from being trafficked. I love it. So go to uh, Patriots Unite 76 at ProtonMail.com if you are having any of these problems. Michelle, thank you so much for everything that you're thank doing you. to help to make thank a difference you for in having our kids' me. lives. Yes, thank you so much. And thanks for all that you guys are doing all the time. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. We will shut you down. We will cite you. And if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail, period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread a light to the rest of the world. When you choose to go against the sacred thing that God put into the very heart and the soil of this nation, this was sacred to God. This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. You know, some situations in life are okay just to ask one of your friends, hey, what do you think about this? Even if they have no experience or background in it, you want their opinion. True. Some things are so so heavy, you need an expert. Yep. Some things are so important, you need maybe somebody with a PhD. Yep. And some things are so big, you need somebody with two PhDs. Two. And, and we think when it comes to your money, when it comes to the ec- uh, global economics, uh, that's the case. So we have that's a guy sure. with not one, but two PhDs, Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. Oh, my word. Even with technical difficulties, I don't have my same mic. I don't have the same camera, but we're still we're still hitting it. They can't hold us down. Almost all of them. (laughs) They cannot. We are doing this thing. Just keep on moving on. You know, we are heavily dependent upon electricity, Internet connections, all the technology, you know, today and, and so forth. And that's kind of a downside. But the upside is we have access to more knowledge and information than ever before. If people are completely like ignorant of something, you know, it's because they're like, like literally their head is in a hole and they're trying to be, you know, if you want to learn how to 
crochet or something. There's like Facebook groups for it, YouTube channels, like everything you want to know, like everything is out there and it's, it's available. And I love the fact of, you know, in this era, we can come together, you know, we're in different States and we're coming together. We have the technology to be on the screen and then share it out there. And people literally anywhere in the world, if they're like, you know, Hey, I want to know more about mm-hmm. taking ownership of my finances. The world's going crazy. I'm scared. Knowledge is going to help dispel that. What can I do? And th- this is available for them. Yep. You know, so it's like, there, I think there's more, a little bit more darkness in the world, or at least more awareness of it than there has been in the past, but there's more light, there's more information, there's more hope. And that's what, you know, I think you do such a great job of every week when we do these updates. It's like, hey, this is a bad deal. And here's what you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, it's going to be raining. Here's an umbrella. You know, it's like, there's an answer to it, which gives people a lot of hope. Yeah. I mean, there, there really is. I mean, so we're seeing tons of lies and because God is so good, tons of hope. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that, that's that's the kind of God that we serve. He's never going to give us too much than what we can handle, right? And there's a lot of bad news, which means there's a lot of grace out there, right? So <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, it's just, and this is how we deal with people in our firm as well, right? As we're talking to people who are calling and crying, they, they don't know what to do. They're gripped with fear. I heard, I heard uh, our, our pastor this weekend gave, gave the sermon and it's so appropriate for what we do, right? It's like, so there's, you've got these, these two, this pendulum, right? Where you've got, are you, so here's the question. And it's a funny question. Was Jesus a Republican or was Jesus a Democrat? Right. <laughs> so, so it's like okay so you have the verse that says okay you don't work you don't eat from jesus yep. work it's like oh my word jesus is a republican definitely then, then you've got verses and acts that said and all of the followers sold everything they had to give to the poor right okay jesus is a democrat <laughs> like so, so it's like which one is it well only in god's math can you actually you need both you need actually both of them to fill up the whole picture of who mm. Jesus is. Right? So, and in God's math, you can have 100% and 100% neither and still equals 100%, right? Yep. Because you think about it, if you focus on truth and grace, right? So 100% grace totally kills truth. It's not left. Mm. 100% truth means you're just mean, right? So, so without grace, so... So you put all those together, and this is what we have when this is why we do what we do as a firm. We're people over profit. We put together the political, the economic, the social, the spiritual puzzle pieces to map out all of these things that impact people's finances, It's and we're hearing people's needs and their desires, and we're matching that, that grace with truth of what needs to be done. And you know what? I think this is why we've become a successful firm. It's like we're just modeling Jesus, right? But only in his math, and two 100 still equal 100, right? So so it, it's amazing. But as you look at some of the stuff that's happening right now, right underneath our nose, it's like, okay, how do we, how do we compare two opposing viewpoints? How do you compare obvious lies with obvious truth, right? So mm-hmm. obvious lie. The Biden administration says that inflation is coming down like the last five months in a row. Look at the CPI <laughs> numbers. It's like, what? Okay. So I got banished from the house on Saturday 
Um, but but not for a bad reason. <laughs> Some but, girl thing going on or something? Yes. So my daughter's getting married in September and they had a bridal shower. Yep. So, all, so my myself and my dog Ted, we had to we had to get out of town. Right? <laughs> all guys gone. Those were guys. So all the guys were gone. Right. So so I had to go get gas in the truck and I and the and the thing didn't work outside. So I had to go inside and I'm just looking. And I would do this from time to time. I look at grocery prices and I'll look at the price of homes. Well, I was looking at the price of like candy bars. Mm. Oh my word. So, so I mean, I remember the last time I probably got one, it was like maybe a dollar and 89 cents or something like that. $4 and 39 cents for a candy bar. For it's a like, candy bar? Wow. Yeah. So I've done this thing called the $2 million cup of coffee, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. yes, the $2 million candy bar <laughs> because this is insane. It's that like, is crazy. Yeah. There's no inflation. You know, so they were all the king size ones, right? But they used to be like a buck 89 yeah. years ago when I, I got them. So don't tell me there's no inflation, President Biden. There is. Mm-hmm. So so then you look at the price of gas. It's like, man, gas is up to like $4.79 here in Denver. It's like, it's getting pretty pricey, right? So, mm-hmm. so but how could you actually reconcile that with the CPI numbers that are coming down. Cause doesn't the government tell us the truth about inflation? No, they don't. Right. So here's how they actually got to those numbers though. So the strategic oil reserves. So here's where I saw this article called nothing is over. Inflation is about to kind of go through the roof kind of a thing. Right. So, so how are the CPI numbers coming down? Well, Biden's been selling the strategic oil reserves. Well, that's basically relegated for use during wartime, right? So planes and ships and tanks and everything have gas if you go to war, right? But he's been selling it. He's been dumping it on the open market and just getting rid of it and using it, right? So so now what? Now we're almost done with the strategic oil reserves, like gone, gone, right? So now what are we going to have to do? We're going to have to repurchase it. So during this time, we haven't had to purchase gas, Right. So look at this chart right there. That's the oil reserves. Okay. Break, to- break that down for us a little bit for, and for, for, especially for those that aren't watching a screen right now. Yeah. So you've got this chart and it just looks like a, a kind of like a mountain, right? And then you mm-hmm. jump off the cliff and then it's like a free fall. That's the, the strategic oil reserves that Biden's been getting rid of that should be used for wartime. But when you use them, you're not buying any new oil. So what is uses oil and petroleum products? Well, the chapstick that you put on your lips, the tires on an electric car. It's like, oh, do you use oil in an electric car? You sure do. The whole right? thing. The grease in the gears, the plastic dashboard that you have in your Tesla, right? It's like everything uses oil. Even even the grease in the in the gears that make it an organic, you know, cotton t-shirt, right? It's mm-hmm. like everything uses oil and petroleum products. So these have been coming down for for a while as Biden's been getting rid of that. This is why CPI is down because almost everything that you buy has been using these cheaper oil prices. But now that the strategic reserves are basically gone, they're going to have to repurchase them at current prices and current prices aren't good because of Biden's true inflation, right? So so I think that this is like almost like the canary in the coal mine. It's like, okay, we know that there's a problem coming and when you have to replenish stuff at higher prices, we haven't seen the beginning of the mayhem yet, right? We haven't seen the beginning of it. So prices are going to go up. Now they're going to have to raise rates so much for 
for Janet Yellen and 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 Jerome Powell saying, well, you know what, we're we're actually going to get to actually pause on interest rate hikes. No, we're not. We can't because they Fitch has just downgraded our our treasuries from AAA status to AA plus. The reserve currency of the world were still the reserve currency until the BRICS nations take over, right? So so now what? We don't even have the best credit score. And we're supposedly the strongest currency in the world. There's so they have to raise rates, just like a junk bond, right? It's like a junk bond is like from a company that we don't even know if they're gonna exist six months from now. So we have to give a really high rate to investors to invest in this horrible thing. Or you you cut you the opposite side of that is usually the US Treasuries, the Bellwether Treasury, the best bond in the world that's the biggest most stable country in the world. And then even if they run out of money, they kind of have a printing press. So you're never going to lose your money, right? Mm-hmm. So now we don't really have that AAA status. They have mm-hmm. to raise rates. Forget a pause. Seriously, forget a pause down the road. They're going to have to keep raising rates. Now, you you couple that with the, with the nonsense that's coming out about um, Russia now, Putin flexing is, and he's saying, well, we, maybe this whole BRICS thing backed by gold isn't really a good thing because we're not ready for it, right? This is this is opposite of what we've been talking about for the last six months. This meeting on August 22nd, mm-hmm. BRICS are meeting and they're going to back their currency with gold. What Putin actually said would be way worse for the, for the U.S. dollar, way better for gold and silver, right? And so what did, what did he say? So he said, we might not be ready for this common BRICS currency yet, right? But but here's my plan. He's following down the lines of India. He said, how about if we actually have all the BRICS nations um, trade in their own currency, not the U.S. dollar? So what does this mean? Whether it's a BRICS currency backed by gold, 73% of the world's population is going to be backed by gold. Gold goes through the roof. Or you say 73% of the world's population is no longer going to use the U.S. dollar for anything, even if the U.S. is involved. That did, that trashes the U.S. dollar. That's going to cause gold and silver to go through the roof because of the inflation that comes from that. They're going to have to print money like there's no tomorrow, and they're going to have to raise rates. See, this is this is the problem. And we've we've got issues now where they want to fix it with central bank digital currency, right? This is their answer. So you've got you've got Christine Lagarde, the basically the equivalent of Jerome Powell. She's the head of the European Central Bank. What did she say three days ago? It was awful what she said. She said, you know, I'm concerned that Meta and Google and Amazon are going to come up with their own cryptocurrencies and basically attack the sovereignty of the European Union's central bank digital currency, right? So so what we're going to start doing is is eliminating some of the opposition here. And you can't buy anything in cash um, in Europe for more than a thousand euros. So this is their rule. She said, if you wow. do, if you get caught paying cash for something that's more than a thousand euros, we're going to put you in jail. What? Like, she just went for the for the jugular, right? And well, that's your, same- your money on a purchase that you're yeah. making as a sovereign citizen, but they're saying it can't happen. Or you could put in jail. Well, it can't wow. happen, but you go to jail. I mean, if you do a cash purchase for over a wow. thousand bucks and you think, well, that's not going to happen here in America, Kirk. Oh yeah. 
So I have a bunch of friends here in Denver that are in real estate and title companies, right? So recently Denver made the list of one of the 30, I, I think maybe 30 cities in the country, Miami, Denver, San Francisco, others that they basically view as potential high money laundering cities. So if you buy a house for cash, let's say you, you had this house and it went up in value, you sold it, you have all this equity and you downsize and you buy a house completely for cash, right? Which would be yep. awesome. Well, don't we want to get out of debt? Well, sure we do. But if you do that, they think, hmm, how could this be? How could anybody have this much cash? What are they doing to get this much cash? So you have to submit all kinds of paperwork to Interpol, right? To, so they can check and see if you're what? a money launderer. I mean, just for paying cash for a house. So don't think that what Christine Lagarde did in Europe couldn't happen here. So how do you protect yourself from right. this nonsense? Silver, I know I sound like a broken record, but it's getting out of the system. It's a yeah. it's a non-digital asset, so you don't have to be their slave. Look, they're they're demonizing everything. They're, they're saying, well, you're going to go to jail in Europe if you spend more than $1,000 in cash on one transaction. And hey, you, just because you've done well in life and you actually might have enough money to buy a house in Denver and other cities, well, too bad if you're not financing it, we're going to test you out at Interpol to see if you're an international money launderer of some sort. Good grief, guys. This is getting crazy. It is. This is crazy. It reminds me of the old mask days or the vax days or any of those kind of things, you know? I mean, what we saw in other countries, we saw come to the United States well, a, as well. A, a country that's willing to take away your ability to speak freely mm -hmm. will take all of your other freedoms as well. Yep. The, the freedom of speech, there's a reason it's the first one. Mm -hmm. It's because once it's gone, you don't have a lot of other options that are that are healthy and good. And so when they, if they're willing to to cover your mouth and silence your ability to talk, your money is, I mean, they'll, they'll control everything you have. That's exactly right. It's huge. That is huge. So the, the way to do that is protection through something tangible like silver or gold. A hundred percent. I mean, even things that we've talked about in past shows, the unified ledger that the Bank for International Settlements wants, right? A real estate would actually go into that, this thing where they collect all your real estate data, financial data, because it's something that has a record for it, right? You have a title work or you have property taxes. See, anything that has something like that, you're not going to be able to actually have a private transaction with. Silver, there is no record when you purchase it. You only report it when you sell, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you have a capital gain, you have to pay your taxes, right? So, so here's where having something that's private, that's debt-free, that doesn't have a title with it, right? You can just use mm -hmm. it. So great to get out of the system with something like that, that you can use. But not only as a mechanism to protect your freedom, as a mechanism and a tool and a vehicle for growth, because over the last seven weeks, or I'm sorry, seven months, silver's up over 40%. Woo! Over 40% from 17.97 to about 23. Over the last three and a half years, it's up from 11.91 in March of 2020 to about 23 bucks. It's up 100%. Mm -hmm. That's amazing, right? Wow. So. As an investment, it's great. As a protector of freedom, it's even better. Now we it. get both of them coupled together. And this is how, in a, in a world where God's math is different than man's math, normally lower your risk and you lower your return. Raise your risk, greater return. With silver, we have low risk, high return. Only in God's world can that happen. 
I love it. I love it. So you go to flyovergold.com. It's a great landing page, information there, videos. When you scroll down to the bottom, place you can fill out your information. Someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you for a free consultation. I said free. It doesn't cost any money at all. Or you can call 720-605-3900. Dr. Kirk, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night? thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how. In 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. The the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? (laughs) Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a (laughs) handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacy Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day. Yeah.